morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 27th of June, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about what happened in the markets yesterday with my colleague Bernadette Anderko. And I'm also joined this morning by our fixed income analyst, Dario Messi. He's going to talk about the fixed income calls that we covered in Julia Spare's Mid-Year Market Outlook that was published earlier this month. But first up is Bernadette. So perhaps we can start, Bernadette, with what happened in US equity markets yesterday. Yes, good morning, Helen. Well, um, I'm afraid it wasn't a great day on Wall Street. Uh, The Nasdaq Composite was the first to lead the way down. It dropped nearly 1.2% as investors took profit on some technology stocks. Um, Tesla, notably, was uh, down 6%. This seems to be following on from several brokers uh, moving the stock to hold. Um, NVIDIA, Alphabet and Meta platforms all finished more than 3% lower the S&P 500 closed down by about 0.5% and the Dow was slightly below flat. It was the sixth consecutive negative session for the 30 stock Dow, which is its longest losing streak since uh, September 2022. Uh, but having said that, despite the stocks being off yesterday, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq are still on pace to finish June more than 3% higher, while the Dow is poised for a monthly advance of uh, nearly 2.5%. And what moves are we seeing in Asia so far today? Well, a gauge of Asian equities was on course for its first advance in seven days after the Chinese Premier Li Kuang reiterated that his government is going to roll out more effective measures to boost demand. Staying with Asia, a positive sign emerged in the US-China relationship from a report that US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen plans to visit Beijing in early July for the first high-level economic talks with her new Chinese counterpart, Hei Lifeng. Still, the Biden administration expects to have an executive order ready as soon as July that would regulate and potentially bar some US investments in China. Hong Kong listed technology stocks have been among the best performing shares this morning. Uh, Benchmarks for Japan and South Korean equities have been the outliers with a few small declines. Okay, and any other news to highlight this morning? Well, I know it's not financial news, but uh, everyone was watching at the weekend to see what happened with uh, Putin and the Wagner Group. And obviously, President Vladimir Putin has now tried to come out showing that he's the strong man, making his first comment since the mutiny that posed obviously a serious threat to his 25-year rule. After Prozhenin said he wasn't trying to oust Putin's government, um, Vladimir Putin has condemned the leaders of the Wagner Group as traitors in Russia um, and basically has said he's out to get them. Furthermore, over here in Switzerland, Credit Suisse is going to be paying a $900,000 fine to settle financial industry regulatory authority allegations that it reported debt trades late and misapplied key indicators to hundreds of thousands of transactions. Uh, FINRA has said the bank's US brokerage reported around 9,000 trades late to its trade reporting compliance engine, um, and Credit Suisse also mislabeled apparently a key pricing indicator. Coming up, I guess we should look at what's coming up in the day ahead as well. Uh, European stocks look set for very small gains at the open as investors are assessing the growing possibility of various economies going into recession. Uh, Today, we'll have ECB President Christine Lagarde speaking at Sintra, while the NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltzberg and the Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte are co-hosting a NATO dinner in The Hague. Um, expected data that we've got out today will include economic confidence in Finland and Italy, as well as uh, Swedish producer prices. Very good. Thank you very much, Bernadette, for filling us in. Now, Dario, let's move over to you now and talk about fixed income. But before we dive into our outlook and the question of what to expect, can you talk a bit, first of all, about what we've learned so far this year? 
Good morning, Helen. Yeah, it's definitely always a, a good idea to start an outlook with a review, actually, so to better understand where we are coming from and, and where we stand, especially now, as we experienced a massive rate hiking cycle by major central banks that started last year. So what did we learn so far this year? We definitely learned once again that such a fast and furious tightening means a lot of volatility. We had many episodes of repricing in policy rate pass expectations. And this all stems from this bumpy disinflation process we are in. At some point, you think, okay, inflation is coming down nicely, chopped down, no, no further rate hike needed. And then on another day, the market receives signals from a very strong labor market that implies policy tightening needs to take uh, the next step. And then not to forget, we also had a banking crisis. So all in all, quite a volatile first half of the year. Okay. And from here then, is it a similar picture or what can we expect in terms of policy rates and yields? So the yields on US treasuries, for example. Yeah. Well, you know, our labor for the mid-year outlook is rates are biting, growth is slowing. And in essence, this also means that we are really nearing the end of the rate hiking cycle by now, because the lagged effects of monetary policy tightening will still have some visible and will still be felt in the economy. Ultimately, we, we also need to acknowledge that uh, especially the Fed now is already in restrictive territory. Uh, credit growth is slowing quickly, even if we have to admit that the economy seems to be much less interest rate sensitive than we saw the last year. Overall, I would say the current bond universe offers more opportunities than we have seen in quite a while now uh, for constructing really a robust and yielding fixed income portfolio. And this is certainly very positive. And what I would add here as well, um, longer duration assets have some merits and we still like this longer dated quality depth it, it First of all, it helps as diversifier, and then it also reduces the reinvestment risks by locking in these yields now for a longer time period. And moving on to the riskier segments, from what you're saying, it sounds like there's no change in strategy here. Is that right? Yes, indeed. Uh, we would uh, still remain cautious when it comes to credit risks. Uh, we discussed it last week in this forum as well. It's quite remarkable how resilient these uh, riskier credit markets are. I have to admit that. Uh, but credit spreads, so the caution you have by taking on more credit risks, we don't think that this fully accounts for this uh, increasing default risks that we that we see. Um, as I said before, we are in restrictive territory when it comes to policy rates and, and rates are biting. This basically also means more pressure on less profitable and more leveraged companies. And investors should also be aware that um, these high-yield companies that I'm talking about now, they not only have higher credit costs by definition, but they usually also have shorter maturities in liability, um, which in turn means that increasing refinancing costs translate much quicker into higher actual costs. So yes, going into the second half of the year, we would rather add better quality bonds, uh, which we think really offer an attractive risk return combination. Um, and when it comes for the risk budget there, we probably still see the most value in emerging market hard currency debt, uh, but definitely also there with a quality tilt. Great. Thanks a lot, Dario. Really good to get your thoughts this morning. 
Now, tomorrow, we will continue with the topic of fixed income and our head of fixed income investment management at Julius Baer, Roman Frey, will be joining my colleague Bernadette to talk about how our fixed income strategy is implemented. So don't miss that one. But for today, we're at the end of the podcast. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. So have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.